Sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Kirk Morrison in, filling for Rich. Rich uh, still in Kansas City, handling business with the NFL Draft. As the NFL Draft kicked off last night on Thursday, the first round was... uh, was, was I wouldn't say a bit of a surprise. We'll get into all of the first round action of the NFL draft. So great to be with you as always, alongside my my guys, my my, my cousins, my or <laughs> yeah. my distant cousins. Right, get to see my guy Brockman over there. Jason's in the house. I haven't seen Jason in a hey. long time, brother. Jason, appreciate it. What's my up, IFB man? working like like always, brother. <laughs> I got an earpiece that Jason used to work. He he handpicked this earpiece I got in. Oh, work. About what eight nine years ago yeah, when I first started ago. my TV radio journey, man. So always great back. to see Jason, man. TJ, what up, though? Yeah, uh, great to see you as always. <laughs> great to be seen. Yeah, man. I listened to told you I listened to Ice Cube's Wicked this morning for the first time in a minute. So I'm hyped, yeah. man. I'm ready to go. But you got candles lit over there. Well, you, you got know, oils and, and all that stuff. Ambiance, baby. You got to smell good over here. You got to feel good. You know. Yeah, I got you. Well, look, action packed show today. Uh, again, Rich will be uh, calling in. Rich Eisen calling to his show today. I can't wait to talk to Rich to get what's been going on in Kansas City. See if he's got a little barbecue. How did the night end for right. he and his colleagues? So I can't wait to talk to Rich for that. Brooks that two feet Kub- down. Yeah, Brooks Kubina. We'll be talking Houston Texans. Houston Texans beat reporter. Get a chance to understand how the Houston Texans are feeling one day after making two outstanding picks, number two and number three. And then Zach Harper, give us a little preview of what's yet to come. We have NFL Draft Day 2, which is second round, second uh, two and three, but then also two. We got a doubleheader tonight in the NBA, starting off Warriors Kings game six, and then followed by the Lakers and Grizzlies game six. So we got a couple of elimination games. We got a lot. I, I got a lot going on. Big I'm excited. Night. It's a big night. Big I'm night. doing a lot because the meat and potatoes That's of the draft dope. is tonight, right? Second and third round. You know, I get excited about because I'm a former third rounder in the National Football League. So I always say the real gems of the NFL, they lie in the third round. But, Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Uh, I'm going to start with last night's NFL draft, the first Do round. Man. Um, I thought that it had uh, everything that we wanted. Number one, it started with trades. We, we had trades right off the mm-hmm. I mean, six trades. In the first round, and that's not to mention the trades that we already had before going into the going into the draft. So you had all of this going with the draft, and oh, let me stop, let me pause, let me rewind, let me rewind. I rewind because right after we got done with the show yesterday, we're all preparing, thinking about what we're going to talk about the next day, what's going to strike us about the draft, or who's going to possibly fall, or what team is going to make a move. But yet the checks chains start lighting up between all of us because. Lamar Jackson agreed to a new contract with the Baltimore Ravens. I thought that was going to steal the whole draft day concept, but it didn't. It was like, all right, cool. Lamar Jackson finally got paid. (laughs) The richest contract in NFL history, a deal which includes $185 million in total guarantees. He becomes the highest paid NFL player at 52. That's right, 52. Two million per year. Congrats wow! To you, Congrats bro. to Lamar Jackson. Stuck to uh, your guns, brother. One of the great agents of the in NBA history. I mean, sorry, in NFL history. Correct? Would, can we say that? I would say so. I, I mean, not only can we say Lamar Jackson, the highest paid NFL player in NFL history, but also I think you could attach to him 
the highest contract ever negotiated by an NFL agent because Lamar Jackson is technically an agent. So how cool was that to see it finally get done? And it didn't cast a shadow over the NFL draft. Like that was the one story that we've been hanging on to. Right earlier in the week, we finally got Aaron Rodgers to New York to be a Jet. And he had his press conference. The deal was agreed upon. All right, good. Now, the next story. All right, Lamar, what is he going to do? When is he going to sign? He's got weathers. Will it be done before the draft, after the draft? Well, it got done before the draft, which opened up the lane for us to really just talk about the NFL draft, with who would go one, who would go two. And look, we all knew that the Carolina Panthers were going to take Bryce Young, and what did they do? They took Bryce Young. That was a no-brainer. The draft started for me at pick number two. And a lot of us saw a lot of the smoke. It was a lot of smoke, fellas, about who was going to be the number two pick. The slander for C.J. Stroud was ridiculous. It was unwarranted. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a buddy of mine. He said, man, well, that's, that's terrible what's going on with C.J. Stroud. Well, do you think he's going to fall? I said, I don't think he falls. Look at my mock draft. C.J. Stroud is the second best player in this draft in terms of the quarterback position. Okay, the quarterback position is goes probably more important than maybe some of the other players, but C.J. Stroud is still the number two pick. He's like, yeah, but I heard he's sliding. I heard he's sliding. I said, remember this, and this is a lesson for a lot of people. Tell me why is he sliding? Oh, well, he was talking about this and, you know, his his uh, S2 score. This is so what does it all have to do with football? Mm-hmm. Tell me what changed from the end of his last game in the college football playoff where he single-handedly put Ohio State on his back against Georgia in a national semifinal game and actually show people he actually has ability to move and get out of the pocket and take off and run. What changed from then until now? Was it football reasons that you felt uncomfortable with C.J. Stroud or was this all a constructed smokescreen by Nick Casario, the general manager of the Houston Texans. I'm going to go with the latter. I thought the Houston Texans were sending out smoke flares and had everybody thinking something totally different, that they weren't going to draft him. But in reality, they were setting up not the number two pick. They were setting up the number three pick. Because number one was obviously Bryce Young. Number two, the Houston Texans take C.J. Stroud. And the next thing you know, I had to wipe the TV down, close my eyes, change the (laughs) channel, because wait, how are the Texans, they just picked that two. How are they back on the clock at pick three? No, there's something wrong. Tell me, what happened? Oh, the Houston Texans decided that, yeah, we're going to trade our pick with the Arizona Cardinals, our second pick, and move back up to number three. And they go out and get Will Anderson Jr. So think about the smokescreen created by Nick Casario and what they did to the whole NFL world yesterday. There was no way that people thought they were going to get C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. How do you do that? Send smoke screens that we don't want Stroud. We don't want it. We don't want him. <laughs> so they're probably going to take Will Anderson and then no one's going to think anything with three. This was a perfectly well-executed plan. I love it that you think about it the next day. You say, wow, that's actually brilliant. What did you think about it? What did you see? Like, I saw it and I just immediately said, genius. Genius by the Texans, D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario. Yeah, I think genius. I also think it was kind of a a meeting of the minds in the front office where they just came to a compromise. It seemed like the owner really wanted a quarterback. 
And then all of a sudden, in the last couple of weeks, it was like, well, the Texans might not take quarterback at number Correct. two. So that seems like a GM move where there's like, we don't really need one. We can get one at 12 because some of these guys, I, I believe, are going to fall, which we were ultimately right about. We did, Will yeah. Levis, Hedden, Hooker did not get selected last night. Mm. So this seemed like a situation where the GM wanted Will Anderson. The <laughs> owner wanted a quarterback. Right. So the owner won with pick two. And then he probably just told the GM, all right, fine. You want Will Anderson? Make a move and go get him. It's going to cost me. They gave up a lot. They gave up a lot, yeah. They gave up a lot. Their second-round pick, mm-hmm. first-rounder, and and uh, was the third next year. Yeah. So that's a lot to move up to take a linebacker. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Casario says, look, if things go south, I'm not going to be here anyway, Magic Johnson style. And, like, I'm going to get both guys. <laughs> like the- Owner wins yeah. by taking the quarterback, who's now the face of your franchise, and the GM wins by taking arguably the best defender in the draft. Well, you got two faces of your franchise. You got the best defensive player in the draft and Will Anderson, and you got arguably, some may say, could have been the best quarterback in the draft, but right there, at least 1B. Uh, I'll put C.J. Stroud in that, um, in that you know stra- stratosphere. More importantly, when I looked at the draft in totality, right, as it's kind of taken place, the draft for me was about the trades, right? We had six trades, Arizona and the Houston trade, obviously, but Detroit trading with Arizona, Chicago trading back with Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, again, I don't know how they do it. TJ, you may want to block your ears, you know, just just earmuffs for me just a little bit. Because when I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and how they continue to just master the draft, yeah. you know, general manager Howie Roseman, it is uh, he he is putting on a master clinic about how to manipulate the draft and get players that you want. The Philadelphia Eagles got two of my top five players, defensive players in this draft alone. <sighs> they were able to get not only Jalen Carter, who. Three months ago, or when the college football season ended, or the NFL season ended, Jalen Carter was the best player in the draft, with consideration to be the number one overall pick. They get Jalen Carter at pick number nine, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they don't stop there. They go again, and (laughs) with their second pick in the first round, they go and get Nolan Smith. So that's four Bulldogs, by the mm-hmm. way. Georgia Bulldogs are <laughs> on a team now in the Philadelphia Eagles. Four guys. They got N'Kobe Dean last year, the linebacker in the third round. They go out and pick up Jordan Davis uh, last year in the first round. Now you add Jalen Carter. Yeah, <laughs> add Nolan Smith. It is now Bulldogs East, Philadelphia Bulldogs <laughs> East. <laughs> that's, that's what we're calling them. But the draft was great in terms of seeing how certain guys manipulated the draft, kind of watched how things played out. There were trades. Pittsburgh made a trade. Brockman, we saw that the <laughs> the Patriots made a trade. Maybe not the trade that you wanted to see, but it was a good trade. But it worked out. It worked out. I mean, hey, when I, it was, the least shocking thing of the draft was <laughs> the Patriots have moved down. I'm like, oh, come on. Jackson Smith the Jigba is right there. Yeah. Just take him. And then you see that none of the guys in front of you were going to take any of these types of players. Okay, wait, Christian Gonzalez still on the board. This dude is a top 10 player in most everybody's minds. Bam, got him. Great pick, very excited. Need a big, physical, fast corner because the AFC East, this just in, stacked with wide receiver talent. Stacked. Got to defend these guys. And if the Pats are fourth in the division right now, as everybody thinks they are, got to load up on defense and stop these offenses. So love the pick. 
happy. Didn't love trading down, but happy who we got when we did trade down. Yeah, we're going to get into all the draft. Uh, the first round, there is the trades. Uh, I just, I can think overall, just looking at just the pictures, right? I wasn't there in Kansas City, but man, it felt like the NFL hit a home run in bringing the draft to Kansas City. It was loud. Uh, fan support was out. I mean, it was full to the brim. It seemed like all the way. And it, it was just the atmosphere of the NFL draft was great. And so I can't wait to talk to Rich in about uh, about 10 minutes. Talk to Rich Eisen. He's been there watching it. He's been there covering it. He's been there announcing it. He's been doing everything. We kind of want to get him just as a fan. Rich Eisen, the fan of taking on the atmosphere of the NFL draft. Also, there was a, an NBA game, by the way, last night. Mm-hmm. And congrats to the Boston Celtics. They advanced to the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals as they take down the Atlanta Hawks. And they win that series three games to two. They win 128 to 120. They finally stopped playing. They took off. Marcus Smart hit a nice little dagger three at the end to pretty much secure the victory. So we're going to talk a little NBA as well as we got two games tonight. Like I mentioned, doubleheader tonight as two well, one last spot needs to get filled in terms of the conference semifinals. Will it be the Lakers tonight? Will it be the Warriors tonight? Or will we see Game 7s on Sunday? So a lot to get to as well. And we get to some fashion, some drip. We got a lot that we got to get to today. A packed Friday. And I can't wait to talk all about it, man. But coming up next, Rich Eisen, the host of the Rich Eisen Show. He'll be joining us right here. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
wrapping up the uh, first round of the NFL draft from Thursday, but a guy who can help us out, a guy who is kind enough to lend us his time as he's getting ready to prepare for rounds two and three tonight. He's actually the host of the Rich Eisen show, and I'm so thankful to sit in the seat, keep it warm for him, but he joins the show right now. He is none other than Mr. Rich Eisen. Rich, thanks for the time. How you doing, my man? I'm fine, Kurt. Thanks for doing today's show. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, give us the lay of the land. How has uh, Kansas City been to you so far? Oh, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. As uh, as expected, the layout was uh, is you know unbelievable with the train station serving as a green room, and then uh, the draft hall built in front of it with uh, the World War One memorial and. And uh, museum serving as the red carpet in between. There's that huge grass area that 125,000 fans all filled up last night on the sixth anniversary of Patrick Mahomes being drafted <laughs> in the Philadelphia draft, which changed the lives of pretty much everybody there and also led to two Super Bowl parades, uh, you know, that, that landed in that very spot. That's where right in front of the, the train station is where, you know, the Chiefs, Players would stand at a podium and Kelsey would scream, you got to fight for your right to party. So <laughs> who knew that the two uh, Super Bowl parades would lead to a dry run for last night's uh, logistics. It was, um, it was, it was pretty amazing. And, and uh, the draft drama, you know, uh, delivered as, as we all expected. You know, Rich, I feel like uh, with the 31 picks yesterday in the first round, uh, a lot of, times us as viewers we look at you for the raw emotion just as surprised as we may be so when you get a a, a, a you know i guess a indication from someone hey a trade is about to happen or a trade just went down we're looking at the emotion we're just as shocked as you are or you showed that emotion yeah. how was that last night seeing when a, a team is you think on the clock and the next thing you know here comes the houston texans instead of picking at 12 they come right back and picking yeah. at number three yeah, I mean that was a total surprise, um, and um, it, it was great for the drama um, for for that for that moment. Great for the draft to have drama in that moment. It's a rarity to see a trade like that occur, and uh, the only drawback to it is Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> predicted that the Texans would move up to three <laughs> to take Will Anderson in his mock draft, which made his mock draft that much more impressive than mine. I was ready to roll and come on and crow about how good my mock draft was going to be because I was very, you know, confident in it despite, you know, uh, saying I only wanted 30% of it correct. Um, I got a little bit more than that. But really, it's not about me, even though I'm calling into my own show. Um, it, it, it was just uh, one of those whoa-type moments, and, and I'll be honest with you, the, the Texans killed it. They crushed it. That's exactly what a team that's in the doldrums, that is in the dumps, that's on their third different head coach in as many years, um, that's what they need to do. they got to be bold, and they've got to be big, and that's and, and the best part about it is it's not like that they had five draft choices or six draft choices coming into a seven-choice draft. They had 12, yeah. and they have 11 next year, and they have two first-rounders next year. So in trading um, in trading a couple of picks in this year's draft, along with a one and a three in next year's draft, they still have a one next year. 
and they still have nine picks left to go in this year's draft. And they got two of the best three players in the draft. That's what you call an absolute crushing of the moment. They're not hamstrung tonight. They're not hamstrung next year. And they got the two uh, best players maybe on their draft board uh, and everyone's draft board after Bryce Young. That, that was a, a, a home run to mix sports metaphors. <laughs> the host of the Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen, joining the show, Kirk Morrison, filling in for Rich. But uh, we, we have to give you your flowers, Rich. I walked in the first day. I mean, I walked in this morning. The first thing I said, give me the come at me mock draft of Rich Eisen 2023. Thank you. You got nine of ten correct. And this is what I say. It's not about the actual names of the teams you got the players correct, Rich. That's all that matters to me. I mean, obviously, look, Peter Skaronsky, all he did was go to 11. He went to the end up going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you, when you think about everything else, you got it all correct, right? You got it all right in terms well, of. I mean, I, 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 I got the first four in order correct. correct. <laughs> obviously, I put Will Anderson to the Cardinals because I didn't, you know, I didn't do any trades. Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Right. Uh, Bijan Robinson to Atlanta. Uh, I'm glad, Brockman, for Sarah and the rest of the Falcons fans that they got that one done. And then having Jalen Carter wind up in Philadelphia when I was putting the mock draft together, I'm like, what would be the most Philadelphia result (laughs) of the draft? (laughs) And it would be Jalen Carter dropping to them. And that's what happened. And they even just moved up one spot. They flipped a fourth rounder to the Bears to go take him. Um, And then for Philadelphia, just just sit tight and have Nolan Smith drop to him. Yeah, That is insane. That's why I even said last night, coming off of the heels of Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean from the previous Georgia National Championship team going to Philadelphia, and now Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith from the latest Georgia National Championship team going to Philadelphia. They should just put hedges in Lincoln Financial, just put the friggin' hedges there. They should send a bulldog <laughs> there and, and just and, and just have him roost in a in a in a doghouse. Yeah, unbelievable yeah. how that all worked out. Yeah, Peter Skaronsky goes number eleven to the Tennessee Titans, not the Steelers. But yeah, the Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers. Hey, hey, Brockman, did you did you like the Patriots? <laughs> Night. Yeah. What'd you think? I did actually. I was. I didn't love trading down in the moment when uh, some of those wide receivers were there. But then when it dawned on me that Christian Gonzalez hadn't gone yet, when he's a top ten player, I'm like, "Ooh, could we get this dude?" Yes, because we're gonna have to defend all of these amazing receivers in the AFC East. So love the pick. Bill is back. Yeah. And not just Bill. Bill is back. This guy just said Bill is back. <laughs> Bill's had a terrible draft the last few years. Well, here's what they also did is they allowed the Steelers to jump the Jets yeah. for the offensive lineman that they wanted. They wanted Broderick Jones of yeah. Georgia. Mm. And so they allowed the they, they, they got a fourth round pick to just move down a few spots and still take a top ten uh, graded player in in Gonzalez and stick him in the secondary while sticking it to the Jets to let the Steelers jump the line for the linemen that the Jets wanted. And, you know, this is just part and parcel, okay, of, of the Rodgers trade when it all comes down to mm-hmm. it. One of the last things that people will be talking about, understand, um, if Rodgers does not perform as well as people expect that 
trading for Rodgers, part of the drawback is that they didn't get the lineman that they wanted. Now, they did get a very talented player out of Iowa State who was not as highly rated on draft boards um, at, at the edge rusher as, as maybe the Jets rated him. But this is just something to put, put, put in the back of your mind that the Jets wanted this tackle. The Steelers jumped the line, and the person who allowed them to, to chat and cut <laughs> was Bill Belichick. And it's just something to just keep in mind. That was the extra. That was the third dimension of the chess game being played last night. Bill, Bill has heard me holding his feet to the fire, so I'm glad that he answered the call. I agree, Bill, and that's part of the rumors that I heard here is that Belichick <laughs> um, is definitely tiptoeing around the office because of what Chris Brockman said yeah. on the Rich Eisen show. Fair. We're a factor, Rich. Hey, that's, uh, fun that's fun. Rich Eisen joining the Rich Eisen show and. Look, Rich, I know you have a rundown in front of you in terms of how you think the night's going to go. So you've been preparing all this time and, and you're getting ready to announce the picks and, and talk about, hey, how we're going to you know cover this and cover that. And then all of a sudden, a couple of hours before the draft starts, Lamar Jackson signs the richest contract in NFL history. Like, How did that change some of the plans or what was the buzz with Lamar signing that deal right before the draft kicked off? Well, I mean, it, it, it was um, it was exciting, you know, that 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 the Ravens did get this deal done. Um, it also uh, took them out of the mix for a quarterback if they if they were really even thinking about. It. I mean, they did have Anthony Richardson for a top thirty, but right. I don't know how aggressive they might have been if Lamar had turned down whatever offer they uh, turned down whatever offer that they had on the table for him. But as I suspected, when Jalen Hurst signed, I, 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 the, to me, that's a template. Like, there it is, right there. We even had, like, the, the pointing Rick Dalton gif uh, from <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We popped yeah. it up on our screen. That, that's, that was Eric DaCosta. Once the, the Eagles made their deal with Jalen Hurst, that's, that's it right there. That's the deal that we can offer Lamar, just make it a little bit better, and he should take it. And I was wondering if how that landed in Camp Lamar, and it sure landed appropriately. And it landed the plane for the Ravens. And then for them to clearly double down on getting Odell by drafting Zay Flowers, yeah. that was a nice um, you know, move in my mind. Rashad Bateman comes back healthy, and Mark right. Andrews is a top tight end in the league in the running attack with Lamar. With the new offensive coordinator from Georgia and Todd Monk, and I'm I'm excited to see how the Ravens go, and that's why you need a seat at this table, this AFC table mm. that has been set by the host city here, with the quarterbacks that are working in the AFC. You got to have yours, and um, and so I'm excited about seeing Lamar. But in terms of just the draft and how it was going to play, the only thing I was truly thinking of was, is DeAndre Hopkins going to be on the move tonight or not? Yes. And um, he didn't move, and Derrick Henry didn't move, and um, and Will Levis didn't move yeah. from the draft green room. <laughs> and I'm wondering how that all plays in tonight. If, uh, if we're going to hear any of those names tonight, obviously we'll, we'll definitely hear Will Levis tonight. But the other uh, veterans who potentially could have been on the move um, I'm wondering if they'll go tonight, too. Yeah, Rich, a couple more for you. Just How shocked were you that Will Levis spent this evening in the green room? Um, 
quite. Um, I, I, as you know, I, I had him dropping out of my mock top ten, um, but the fact that nobody came back up to go grab him for a fifth year of contractual control, um, it, it kind of surprised me. Um, uh, you know, uh, I saw Tom Pelissero this morning when I, I appeared on Good Morning Football. I saw his tweets as well. He, he you know, he, he. Uh, he told me what he was tweeting out that that a lot of teams are calling the Steelers at 32 to see if Levis can be snagged there. Um, and you know there are obviously a lot of stories that have blossomed into amazing NFL stories from second round picks at the quarterback position, Drew Brees being one. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts had the richest contract in the NFL for about 10 days. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, he's, he's still okay, but that had to be a long night for him last night. I am surprised that nobody drafted him and the same thing for Hendon Hooker, but that just might also be uh, a byproduct of so many playoff teams that don't need quarterbacks at the bottom of the draft. However, instead of trading out to get more draft capital, allow somebody to come back in to get Levis or Hendon Hooker. They made some picks with some really talented players that they didn't want to pass up on because they're all trying to chase down Mahomes either with a pass rusher or stay in, you know, distance with Mahomes by choosing somebody on the offensive side of the ball to put points on the board. Dalton Kincaid, mm-hmm. perfect example for the Bills. Instead of trading out, they traded up, they beat. You know, um, TJ's Cowboys to the punch on him. <laughs> yep. uh, they jumped up to go get him instead of trading out. The Eagles, you know, why would they trade out when Nolan Smith is dropping to him? I mean, that's the most Eagles pick they could make there, too. So you put it all together, and I, I don't, you know, him dropping out of the first round might have to also do with circumstance uh, as much as people, you know, not being sold on him as well rich rounds two and three tonight four through seven on saturday but the tradition unlike any other the run rich run 2023 rich eisen's 40 yard dash will air during the nfl network's coverage rounds four through seven of the 2023 nfl draft starting on saturday april 29th at noon eastern time the 2023 run rich run what's what should we expect when we list, uh, when we view on Saturday? Um, I saw uh, just moments ago um, the feature piece, the, if you will, uh, rough cut. It's not so damn rough um, <laughs> of, okay. of the uh, feature that's being aired tomorrow. And, um, you know, you should have tissues ready. It's really moving. <laughs> uh, it's really moving. And... Uh, hopefully we'll raise a ton of money for St. Jude once that airs with the QR code that NFL Network puts on the screen. But for anybody out there, uh, runrichrun.pledgeit.org. The Chiefs donated very generously this week. Um, you know, the Ravens have already generously donated with Steve and Renee Bashotti, proving that um, Lamar doesn't have all of Steve Bashotti's money. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, St. Jude got a nice piece of it. And um, I do like, as I've mentioned on the air before, and I'll say it again, I do like, you know, revisiting every now and then the total at uh, runrichrun.pledgeit.org, and you could see it. 
go up. And when it goes up by like five bucks or a dollar or ten dollars, it really warms my heart because this means we're talking grassroots. We're talking about somebody who sees it and says, this is what I can give. But, you know, I'm connected through this uh, venture, through this charity and just whatever they give. It's awesome because truly every dollar counts and the five kids that are going to run in that feature tomorrow all have varying stages of recovery um, from the cancer that that sent them to St. Jude and all of them are running um, and um, young man Emmanuel he's not so you know Mm -hmm. he's a grown man he's 20 now uh, 16 years or 15 years cancer free but 16 years from losing his eye due to the cancer that he had Uh, the run that he had at the Rose Bowl you'll see it in the feature tomorrow and i think people will be talking about it he plays linebacker in south dakota mm-hmm. um he plays college football and uh hopefully some people take notice of him when he runs his 40 on the air tomorrow it's pretty cool and i appreciate you bringing it up yeah five hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars donated and fans you are encouraged to submit your 40 yard dash videos yeah. or unique variation on social media using the hashtag run rich run again visit run rich run org to make a gift rich i know you have a busy day upcoming i'll let you go ahead sneak in a okay. nap and uh, i look forward to uh seeing you tonight uh, basically, let everybody know what the house band is playing because uh, trust me, I can't. <laughs> oh my Rich, God. I, I need I your be, your knowledge of, of music because I'm like, what's? Oh no, yeah, Rich, they appreciate it, Rich. <laughs> All you can do, you, you could just stick your phone out the window in Los Angeles and hit Shazam. And you'll be able to have it, <laughs> the the title name because you'll be able to hear it. That's how loud the music is. I swear to God. I know I sound like the get off my lawn type guy, but ESPN <laughs> was complaining about it too. So it's yeah. not just me. Um, long story short, though, um, busy day, yes, but, um, you know, it kind of opened up a little bit my afternoon, so I texted friend of the program and Kansas City's finest, Eric Stone Street, to say, give me the name of a barbecue spot. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, for lunch, and he wrote back, what time I'll pick you up. Oh, wow. And he okay. said, And he goes, I got room for three more. Will the other guys come? And sure enough, in about... 20 minutes, uh, Eric Stone Street's taking the entire NFL Network desk from last night, DJ, Daniel, and yes. Charles Davis and Joel Klatt. We're going out for some barbecue, gents, and uh, wow. we're going, and that's the most Kansas City thing I think could possibly happen. The, uh, the great Eric Stone Street is rolling, like, not only saying, not only do I got a place, I'll pick you up, wow. I'll be by, I'll take you. Squad goals. <laughs> Squad goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Definitely. I'll, uh, I'll Instagram a photo. And TJ, how many more Michigan men do you think your Cowboys are going to go get to try and get better? What do you think? Well, you how know, that, you... I, I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to talk to you before we had to go to break. Yeah. But tell me a little bit about Mazzy, yeah. man. Tell me, tell me why I should be excited about him. Well, Mazzy, Mazzy, I'm um, sorry, Mazzy Smith. Um, I believe the nickname they'd already talked about is the Mazzy Roddy. Um, <laughs> okay. Although, although awesome. he is going to help you with the 26th worst rush defense. Wow. Damn. That uh, mm. was fielded wow. last year. That's fire. We did. Well, no, that was an area of need, he's, man. He's, he's a guy that's going to stand there right in the middle, and you need one of them certainly if you know Jalen Hurts is coming downhill or Facts. Saquon's coming downhill, right? No, so, Antonio you know, Gibson's Ross coming at you yeah. with his big hat. He's coming downhill. Um, he's a great. He's a really good player 
and you got a good one. Again, there's more Michigan men for you. Um, it'll be great. Well, I, almost, any more. I almost had PTSD from the last time we, we took a Michigan uh, defender oh, that early. But I, bring up <laughs> I'm not going to say names. I, you know what I'm saying I ain't naming names. I don't name names. You know? Don't look back. Look forward. I'm looking forward. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Okay. Oh, man. Hey, Rich, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. On behalf of the Michigan Wolverine football family, you're welcome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Send us a picture. Send us a picture. We'll we'll be following at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter and Instagram. See the picture, man. Enjoy lunch, and we look forward to seeing you you tonight, Rich. Appreciate the time, my man. The Maserati. Thanks again. Let's go. Yeah, brother. <laughs> that was Rich Eisen, the host of the Rich Eisen show. That's that's a that's a nice little pool right there wow. for lunch. Stone Street. Jeez, Stone yeah. Street hooking the guys up. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah, that's a nice little esteemed table. Like you said, squad goals for sure. Uh but we're gonna get cover the draft just a little bit more. We got more to cover, especially what guys were wearing last night. Yeah, I just I'm not I'm not the old man get off my line, but there's some things I just I just don't get it. Travis, yeah, we'll talk about it. Coming next here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. As much as I was watching the NFL draft last night, I actually had multiple feeds up of the draft. I was trying to escape Twitter, to your point, um, uh, Brockman, because Twitter does give away. And you jinxed us yesterday. You you, you jinxed me personally. Yes, you did. You jinxed me. Because you brought up one of our guys who we love talking to. By the way, was he tipping picks last night? He was tipping picks last night. He told, told me, you he warned me, do picks. not follow, do not look at me. I should have muted my guy, Albert Breer, I last told night. You five minutes <laughs> behind on Twitter last I night. I have to mute Albert Breer last night because here I am, <laughs> Albert Breer's tipping picks. I'm like, oh, okay, the pick is in. On Twitter, I'm looking at Albert's feed. I'm like, cool. So, you know, ex, you know team taking such and such. I look, it's still seven minutes on the clock. I'm like, I got to wait seven minutes till this pick is announced. And here's Breer already gave me the pick. So Albert, we got to wait Breer was pick seven minutes that early? He Man, was, dog, he was tipping picks last night. He was night. tipping picks. He really? was tipping picks. I got to be was. honest with you, it's wild to me. You know, our joke around here is like me not being on Twitter. But, you right. know, I still check the show Twitter. I had no problem 
No, I think I looked at the only time I looked at Twitter was to check our feed, you know, in case you wanted me to jump in to post videos and you handle them all. Yeah. Other than that, I just watched the network. I watched what yeah. those guys were saying. Right. It was very easy for me to stay. I was because yes, I was doing a lot of Instagram um, work too. Yeah, you did but, a great yes. job on Instagram but last night. I completely stayed off of Twitter. Yeah, like that's it, what I was it, doing. it was no problem. I, I had the NFL network on and I was yeah. about ten minutes behind. I had the double TV watching the Celtics and the Hawks. Yeah. Same with me, and yeah. So it was like I had no problem staying off. It was easy. Uh, I was just, every time a pick that came on, that uh, a guest that we had, I'd yep. throw that video out on the show page so you can watch the our full conversation with B. John Robinson, mm-hmm. Will Anderson, Broderick Jones, all these guys that got Jordan selected. Addison. But, Jordan, uh, Addison. Yeah, Jordan Addison was in studio, and then tried to tell you, Albert was tipping Albert, picks, Albert man. was tipping <laughs> I I'm like, to tell you, on, Albert. There <laughs> was one. Uh, I'm watching the basketball game too, so yeah. it was getting good, especially right at the end of the third quarter. You know, game was really tight, and I was like, okay, this can go either way. And then you had, you know, the Atlanta fans really starting to get into it, and I'm like, oh, how is this going to end? And so I would focus on the basketball game and try to get caught up on what I maybe have have missed in the draft. But I'm like, there's still, you know, six, you know, five or six minutes still left on the clock. So I go check Twitter because I just want to get information. I like to follow a couple of research, um, you know, re- research accounts just to get, you know, some of the stories. Like, you know, one of the things is uh, the first time uh, selection by a, the same school in the top three. Uh, and that goes oh, to man. Bryce Young, Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. From pick number one, pick number three. Last time we had that, 2020. Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, and pick two and pick three. Great, yeah. Right. And then he, before that, wow. Sam Bradford, Gerald McCoy in the 2010 NFL draft. And then for all my old heads out there like myself, uh, remember Courtney Brown. Yeah. Number that's one it. overall went Penn, from Penn State. Penn State. LeVar Arrington went number two. So that's like the research I'm like always looking for. And yet, all of a sudden, I see Albert Breer tipping a pick. And I'm like, I'm trying to scroll past it. But now I've seen it. So I couldn't do that. But. You know, I did sneak in a little NBA last night, Brock, yeah. because obviously I was invested only because of you. Because, but you know, a couple of days before, I'm like, I'm not watching the NBA. I'm watching <laughs> the NFL draft. Why am I watching? But I do I did want to watch a little Trey Young. I wanted to see can the Celtics wrap this thing up. There was no doubt. I thought they would win, but they toyed around for a little bit. But at the end of the day, they pulled off the victory, one twenty eight to one twenty. And again, we got the 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 the. You know the Trey Young chance. Why does everybody hate Trey Young so much? Is, is there a reason why? Is is, is just because he's good? I think. I, I think. I think TJ maybe back me up on this. Does he have one of those faces? <laughs> nah, I, I know those faces you're you know talking, talking about. about? Yeah, some people have very punchable he's not faces. One of those. I wasn't I gonna say it, but he's got one of those faces. See, I yeah. don't. I don't agree. I feel it's like this. Anytime guys and Steph Curry gets this a little bit. Anytime a dude can just pull up from like thirty and make it look like a layup, right? I don't know. People tend to not like that. I think that's a little unlikable. The fact that he can do something that you can't do. So it's like a little like sh- like show off, like maybe a little show off, like uh-huh. a little jealousy of people because they make these shots look easy. And but yeah, Brockman, I know exactly, and I I, I can give you a few of those faces. But I don't think Trey Young's one. Of, he's like a baby face kind of really. So yeah, but it is remarkable that people, especially the New York crowd, and yeah. ha- had such an issue with. I think for me too, what just it's just a big sigh of relief. Okay, like didn't want to have to take it to the what if scenario of a game seven, even though it would be at home, which you know the Celtics didn't even protect it in game five. So the fact that that was such a close game, they had a seven point lead, we had a seven point lead, close game at the half. Uh, The defense did a great job shutting down Trey Young. He had twenty five in the first, 
only five in the second, second. half. Mm-hmm. Did a great job setting him down. Marcus Smart, uh, at one point I was screaming at the TV, why is he in the game? <laughs> Take him out. And then he hits a big dagger three at the end. Jason Tatum probably had the most quiet 30-14-7 game in yeah. NBA playoff history. Uh, and so now get a, get a chance to rest up for a day or two. And then it's uh, Philadelphia. Here we go. It's going to be it's, – it's one of the oldest rivalries in playoff history, mm-hmm. TJ. These teams have gone at each other time and time again. Seemingly every year they meet in the playoffs. And buckle up. Here we go again. This is going to be a six- or seven-game series. And depending on if Joel Embiid is healthy or not, you know, Philly's, Philly's dangerous, man. Is James Harden going to be the James Harden? Yeah. Yeah, we know we know and appreciate. Or is he going to have a nagging injury or a three of seventeen game? Um, there it is, man. The East five. This is just going to it's going to be brutal. Knicks. That's what I brutal. Yeah. Man, Knicks, I was Knicks, I was looking. Yeah, I, I, what, what are you most uh, intrigued by? What what conference? Because remember, it was always oh the East ain't nothing. Nobody cares about the East. It's man. Can you get out of the West? Can you get out of the West? But I feel like for the first time in a long time. The Eastern Conference, from now, from the conference semifinals all the way up into the final, it's more interesting who comes out of the East than more so the West. Maybe so. But I mean, think about Boston, Philly, Miami, New York. I'm terrified of the Heat. Yeah, I'm just saying, but just, just in general, has the Eastern Conference come back where it's more intrigue? Are you? I'm looking at the West, and it's like, okay, Denver, Phoenix. Okay, I'm not. I just, I'll see what it looks like. I mean, Nikola Jokic and. Murray, obviously, we want to see Kevin Durant and uh, you know Chris Paul, Devin Booker. We'll see what happens tonight. I yeah. think what's interesting uh, as we look for the rest of the playoffs is that every team left has a flaw, yes, and has kind of a big flaw, and so it's there's no there's no dominant team. It's just so wide open. You can make a case for uh, let's just say Lakers and Warriors close it out tonight. Correct. You can make a case for all eight teams to win the title. And then you could find a, a big reason for each team why they won't win the title. Wow. And so I, I just can't wait to watch tonight. Hope we get game sevens on Sunday in the West. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then anything goes. It's going to be the next two months. It's just going to be so crazy in the NBA. That's interesting. You can find one thing that each team can do to win the national, I mean, to win the NBA finals, huh? And then one, yeah. And then absolutely, I think each team can win it. And there's a big reason why that same team can't win it. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I'm going to talk to Zach Harper in the third hour about that. He'll come in talking a little NBA. But yesterday, it was all about the Carolina Panthers, but more importantly, the Houston Texans. Brooks Kubina, he's going to join us 